Howdy, y'all. I'm Mario Sanchez. This is Juicebox Sports Podcast, the number one podcast in the great state of Texas, presented by Anchor.fm. Are the Texas Rangers a threat? Throughout the 2021 season, the Rangers were one of baseball's worst teams. They lost 102 games and won the second worst record in the American League. Only behind the Orioles, 110 losses. But right after the campaign ended, they anticipated a pretty active offseason and an increase of the 2022 payroll. And things immediately went uh, went that way as Texas went shopping, signing two of the biggest free agents and one established starter. The Rangers added second baseman MVP runner-up Marcus Seaman, elite shortstop Carter Seager, and a 30-year-old righty, John Gray. So far, it cost only $556 million to acquire those players. And something tells me that they're not done. According to Fox Sports, John Morosi, Texas is still working to upgrade their position starting rotation. And has even asked the Red starters such as Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Tyler Manley. Plus, the Dallas Morning News recently had the Rangers as one of the most interesting teams in Japanese outfielder Seiyo Suzuki. Should the Astros be worried about all these additions to the Rangers roster? Maybe not. We have to take a look on at their rotation. Gray, who pitched for seven years in Coors Field, immediately became their ace after the signing. Yes, a guy that only has had two good seasons in his consistent MLB career. A guy with 4.71 ERA and a 1.35 whip in 5.10, one-third of an inning since 2018. And that includes a pretty good year in 2019. Even though the Rangers have got some intriguing pieces with upside, they don't have any other established starters as to now. Grace should be shouldn't be as the only needed improvement for a rotation that finished with the second worst in ERA in the American League at 5.33. Plus, they haven't done anything to improve their bullpen so far. In terms of closer, I don't know if they want to go all in with righty Joe Barlow, who did a good job in 2021 but has only thrown 29 innings in the big leagues club. When it comes to their offense, it's not always about Seager or Seaman. If they don't add more pieces to the puzzle, they will enter the 2022 season with lots of questions to answer. Will Adolis Garcia be as good as he was in the first half of, or as bad as he was in the second half of the 2021? Will Seager and Seaman get used to the new home 
from the get-go. Who's going to be the catcher? Who's going to be third baseman? Will Nate Lowe repeat his 2021 success to establish himself as their first baseman? Can Willie Calhoun finally stay healthy all year long? As you see, there should be still work to be done to the Rangers before 2022 season gets underway. Right now, I would be more afraid of the Angels than the Rangers, but that might change in a couple of moves. Regarding the Astros, it's not a secret. They have been quiet throughout most of the offseason, except of Hector Neris and Justin Berlander signings. I need to make some important decisions after the MLB lockout is behind. In such a shortstop void, their starting rotation and their bench interesting days are coming for the LEO West division. Talking about the Rangers. With Leody Terreros, with the 2021 season having come to quick close, we're looking at back at the year that was for members of the Texas Rangers. Rangers 2021 season was full of disappointments. I'm not sure if any of them, however, top Leody Tabera's 2021 season will have been waiting forever for Leody, but to come around. The defense has always been top, will have been waiting forever, but the top tier baseman ability is good. If Leody could just hit a little, he would be a major leaguer. If Leody could just hit a lot, he would be an all-star. Leody was also the greatest center fielder, Hope. The newest player of the Rangers, Hope, would solidify a position that has been an area of weakness through the franchise history for as far as back as I can remember. Center field has been a problem area for the Rangers. When T.R. Sullivan in 2020 listed the five best center fielders, in team history, he had Josh Hamilton, who played more corner outfield than center field. First followed by Audie McDowell, Juan Beniquez, Dill Unser, who never played for the Rangers, just their predecessor senators. And Gary Matthews Jr., it's a motley list. September 2020 was a month of false hope for a number of young Rangers. Anderson Tejeda was impressive. Sam Hum had a nice major league debut. Cal Cody had 1.59 ERA and Leody Taberos slashed 2.27, and 3.95 while going 8-8 for stealing bases in 33 games. It wasn't great, but the 9-3 OPS from a 21-year-old who plays Great center field defense. You will take that every day of the week and nights of weekends. The potential asking price for Carlos Correa began to take shape when fellow top-tier shortstop Corey Seager signed a 10-year contract during a $25 million deal at roughly six months younger and coming off a better season. 2021 season. It stands to reason that Correa would be seeking at least too much for his next contract at a higher 
annual life value, it's entirely possible for the two-way standout who posted a one. 131 OPS plus won the gold glove at shortstop and was a 7.2 war player this past season. That assumption on his earning potential appears even more likely with a recent report from Buster Only of ESPN indicating that he turned out turned down a 10-year $275 million offer from the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers ultimately pivoted to Javi Baez, inking the two-time All-Star to a six-year $140 million contract, dollar contract to plug their long-standing hole at shortstop. Will Correa find someone willing to grant him entry into the $300 million club? If not, only... If Correa can't find an offer similar to 300 million plus agreements of Francisco Lindor and Corey Seager, it's possible that he and the Astros could explore a shorter term deal with a higher average annual salary set for 35 million a year. When opt out after two years, this free agency will be one of the most compelling stories to monitor once the offseason resumes. Although the Cubs sound like they want him, fans are definitely trying to get his attention. Would a Christmas Carol original appear on NBC Sports Chicago? All Cubs fans want for Christmas is Carlos Correa. Big league transitions aren't permitted during MLB's lockout, but a portion of Northside faithful made a creative, festive recruiting pitch to the all-star free agent shortstop. Fans gather in Wrigleyville this month to sing Cubs-themed Christmas carols, including one dedicated to Correa, to the tune of Gloria in Excellence Dio. Correa caught wind of the carol over the weekend and responded to its own personal Twitter account. Whether Correll will be coming to town after the lockout, the Cubs were one of several teams linked to him earlier this month. They signed a big name free agent at before the workage stoppage in Marcus Stroman, who already sent Correll a recruiting message. Thank you for listening to the Juicebox Sports Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Raise Energy. Check us out on Instagram at Juicebox Sports HTX. Till next time.